the calmer and clearer a parent can be, the better it's going to be because you're going to have the space to respond and not react. Whether the child is differently wired or not, the thing that I see is people are flying by the seat of their pants. So then you are going to be reactive because there's just no time to consider, right? And to make intentional choices and decisions. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today we're going to talk about getting organized, specifically organizing our spaces and all the paperwork and material that we parents of differently wired kids have to track and keep records of. I know, right? I love this topic. I will admit to geeking out on the possibilities for organizing, and I know I'm not alone here. To talk about all of this, I'm bringing on a dear friend of mine who also happens to be an organizational guru, Lisa Viscardi, owner of Clarity by Lisa Viscardi. Lisa is known for helping her clients create systems that truly transform their lives. Because as Lisa will discuss, getting organized and creating more clarity in our homes directly corresponds to the way we feel and experience our day-to-day lives. If you're a fan of Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, you'll love this conversation because it takes things to a whole new, deeper level. And I will share that right after I recorded this episode with Lisa, I was so inspired that I immediately implemented one of her suggestions and have already noticed my personal level of overwhelm has lowered. Before I get to the episode, a quick little public service announcement. If you haven't already tried our free virtual Differently Wired 7-Day Challenge, I strongly encourage you to try it out. The challenge features short daily videos and a private Facebook group, all centered around helping parents be intentional and purposeful in parenting their atypical kids. More than 500 people have gone through the challenge, and the feedback we've gotten is that it's already making an immediate difference in their day-to-day life, which is exactly what we were hoping for. The challenge is free, and it's ongoing. If you want to join us, sign up at tiltparenting.com slash seven day. And now I'll get on with the show. Lisa, welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. Hi, Debbie. I am so happy to have you on the show. And just a little insider scoop for those of you listening, that Lisa and I go way, way, way back. And in fact, Lisa was pretty pivotal in helping me even come up with the name Tilt. So she's been along for the whole journey as a friend and supporter. So I'm really excited to be bringing you on the show today. And I am very, very excited to be here. Well, let's tell people why you're here. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, kind of the highlights of who you are and what you do, and how you got into the work that we're going to be discussing today? So I worked, and you and I crossed paths in entertainment for a really long time in the kid business, and did many different things. But then when we moved to California about 16 years ago, I was taking my daughter to preschool and a woman there, we were talking about inside your bag, your purse, and she said, you're so organized, you're so together. Can you come to my house and help me? 
And I thought, that's strange. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I knew I was organized. And I remember even my college roommate said, you have a place for everything. You know, I guess I just didn't really know it was that different or that I thought everybody was pretty (laughs) together, I guess. Um, But then when I look back, even when I was younger, I would go to kids' houses and fix their desks, and I was always rearranging shelf displays. So, you know, I studied design, and I think Clarity kind of chose me. It's just my orientation. My mother was very organized. I guess I picked it up, and, well, it's become much deeper. I, I care about the way things look. And the way things function. I remember when I learned the idea that form follows function. Mm -hmm. That was a profound thing for me to learn. And yeah, one one client led to the next. And (laughs) apparently it makes a big difference in people's (laughs) lives. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us kind of specifically what you do with your clients through your work in Clarity. I'm a professional organizer and even the word clarity, I was calling what I was doing clarity because I guess it had occurred to me that's what I was helping people do, clarify their lives. And it's everything from kitchens to kids' rooms to the most important thing I think that I help people with is their command central, which is the place they organize their life, the place where everything happens. Usually it's the office or the desk area and the place where theoretically, I believe, one should be planning from. Hmm. And a lot of times there's talking involved. So it's somewhat, I'm, I act like a coach, a therapist, a friend, you know, it's quite dimensional. I was with a new client this past week and she thought, you know, the work was really just about organizing stuff. But when you get into it, it's just so much deeper and so much comes up from it because clarity is about really getting clear and seeing what's going on. So that's on every level. You know, it's reminding me, I remember when we wrote for one of your books, Chill, Mm -hmm. and I wrote that piece about getting clear. And I remember adding in, it even applies to friendships. Mm. You know, it permeates your life. Once you get clear physically, there's more room to see what's really going on. Mm. Mm. I think even just hearing you say that, it's it's such a powerful concept. And I think for everybody, but I, you know, of course, I always relate my conversations with guests and with friends with everyone to what's happening in my world and, and through tilt what's happening for so many parents raising differently wired kids. One thing most of us do not feel on a daily basis is clarity. Like we don't feel clear because we're so often just confused with our day-to-day lives and what we're supposed to be doing next and how we're supposed to be responding to this comment or this teacher email. You know, there's so much feedback coming in that it we often just don't have the space or the time or the energy to have this kind of clarity. And I know we all want it. (laughs) Well, all the more so in that situation, the 
calmer and clearer a parent can be, the better it's going to be because you're going to have the space to respond and not react. Whether the child is differently wired or not, the thing that I see is people are flying by the seat of their pants. So then you are going to be reactive because there's just no time to consider, right? And to make intentional choices and decisions. Now, the unpredictability with differently wired kids and, you know, kids in general, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it just keeps changing and, and new stuff keeps coming up and in your life, actively. So I just think it's so critical to have as much in place that I call them stupid, simple systems, things that are framing everything and the foundation and the organization of all the tools you need or the scheduling or whatever it is, as much of that in place with systems that work very, very easily so that there is more room to handle whatever comes up, you know? Yes. So I want to make sure that I'm clear on what you're saying. And that is this idea that when we kind of take care of our space, our physical space, or put these kind of, as you call, stupid, simple systems in place, and just get kind of a handle on all of that, then the rest kind of follows suit. Well, I think there's room then for the life to happen in a way that is not as stressful. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not going to be stressful, but the stuff that shouldn't be as stressful, which is stressful because there aren't systems for it, becomes easier so that that's taken care of. It's like a platform. It's like your foundation. So for instance, a lot of parents tell me that when it was, they were just taking care of themselves, that was easy, right? They were organized, they tell me. Mm -hmm. And then when they started having kids and then the kids started going to school and like you're saying, the emails are coming and the artwork's coming in and the schoolwork's coming in and then there has homework that has to go out and get done, you know, then everything just multiplies and people get so overwhelmed. So each of those things, for instance, a way to edit the artwork that's coming in and the schoolwork that's coming in, what to save, what not to save, and then almost more importantly, well, both are important, where to put it. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, a classic thing in organizing is everything needs a place of its own. So If you have systems set up and everything has a place of its own, it takes five seconds to put it away when you know where it goes. It takes a lot more time and there's a lot more disarray if you just start piling things up, right? So often the classic thing is people have piles everywhere and in drawers and in cabinets and just sort of randomness. Clarity is about intentionality and things not being random. You know, a big thing is there's a backlog that's accumulated. So you really need to make a plan and we can talk about the acronym, but you need to make a plan to deal with the backlog and then set up the system so that you can then live <laughs> right. in a higher functioning manner yeah. and, and have space for what is 
for sure going to come up. How long does that I mean, when you say backlog, that is so daunting to me. And I'm like looking at this closet to my left right now, which is where I have four years worth of homeschooling, like records and handouts, you know, I don't know what I'm going to need or not need down the road. And uh, what is going through that backlog usually entail like length of time? It's different depending on amounts and depending on the focus and attention each person can give to it. You know, a lot of anxiety can come up as well when you're getting clear because it just creates space. And for some people, it's that they never learned, right? Like it was modeled for me in my home. But for some people, they just literally don't know how to make order of things. But for other people, the disarray services them. It's a little bit of a buffer or, you know, sometimes I say it can be used as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, In your case, describing your closet, I mean, typically the size of a closet, it's not that large of a space and it wouldn't take that long to assess, but you would need informing ideas to know like you're saying, what to keep, what not to keep, right? So some of it's about attention. You're so such a great critical thinker. It's that you haven't attended to that because it's not your priority and it may not be your priority until whenever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So right now you do have all of those records stored and if that closet can still be used for that, that's fine. In I also talk about macro and micro. In a macro sense, it sounds like you already have all of that stuff together. It's not in five different places in your home. Mm-hmm. When you decide that it's a priority to go through that or you need easier access to history or whatever, for whatever reason, you need the space. For whatever reason, you will focus on that and then maybe we should go through the clear method now. Yeah, let's do it. Break it down for us. (laughs) Okay. We'll be right back after this quick break. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. 
There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed-released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. So I made an acronym called CLEAR because clarity is what you're going for. And it kind of just worked out that C stands for categorize. So within all of that paperwork, and this can be applied to almost anything, within all of that paperwork and records, there are different types of things. There might be medical records, there might be academic papers, there might be, you know, what other kinds of things are in there? There might be um, health insurance things and assessments, diagnoses. Yeah, right, right, right. So you categorize, you put everything that's the same together, then you learn, oh, I've been saving all of these, maybe all the health insurance records, and I don't need those anymore. Or I'm mixing everything together and it's crazy. You just learn what it is you're doing and what you've got, you know, just take a look at it. Mm -hmm. Edit is another sort of standard organizing principle, right? Edit is, do I need to keep all of these, all of those, all of these, you know, which of each kind of thing is really important for me to keep. I do want the history of all the assessments and, Really, I can put them in three binders and they're contained and I will always be able to look at them. Or I just need the first three pages of them or the summary or whatever it is, right? That's edit. And then the rest you can shred or recycle. And arrange is to put all of the in each category, all the same things together. What's the best way to contain this? Is it a binder? Is it a box? Are they folders? Are they files? What's the best way to contain this? Where is the best place to contain this and arrange accordingly? And then revisit is, first of all, the maintenance of any system that you've Mm -hmm. set up. And Mm -hmm. also does it there are a lot of rewords. Does it need to be revised? Does it need to be refreshed? Does it need to be rearranged, reworked, restored? I find there are a lot of rewords that work, but just to revisit the work. So again, it's categorize, learn, edit, arrange, revisit. 
And we're talking about just the one place with lots of papers, one Mm -hmm. closet. Mm -hmm. But when you think about areas of the home where there's clutter, so to speak, usually in those piles and drawers and cabinets, there's a large mix of unlike things <laughs> is usually what happens. You yeah. know, there are general areas where the same stuff is together. And then it's about, could this be more aesthetic? Could it be higher functioning? You know, there's millions of different things we could talk about details in these processes. But generally speaking, that's the process. Mm-hmm. And actually, I say millions. It's simple when you get down to it, it really just all is stuff. But like your closet, as I said, you're not, unless you think about it all the time, then maybe you want to do something about it, or you need stuff that you can't find, then maybe it's time to do something about it. But it's all just about making these intentional choices. You know, what someone at SoulCycle the other day said, are you prioritizing your priorities? I loved that. Mm. And that's why I say command center, you know, your whole house could be cluttered or in disarray or whatever. And I obviously think it's critical to clarify that stuff. But really, this command central and how to make the choices and prioritize things in your to-do list, et cetera, that's what's the most important thing, I think, you know, because it launches your day every day. Or it should. Yes. I want to hear more about Command Central. And I also just want to go back to your process for a moment, which I know your process. And I'm still, once again, as always happens when I speak with you, I'm having more aha moments. And, you know, I'm just thinking right now, I'm sending Asher off to camp this summer. And I realize that they're still waiting on some forms that I haven't gotten because they're in that closet somewhere. They are, you know, copies of his old IEP. Uh, they're copies of his initial assessment from, I don't know, even 2012 or something. And I kind of generally know where it is, but the thought of having a binder where I just have those things in, I pull them out when I need them, I photocopy them and stick them back in, you know, it's so simple, and it would make my life so much easier. And I also know, you know, I've been on extended threads and Facebook groups of people just discussing this very thing, because we have so many records, so many of us, we have various assessments and reports and, you know, correspondence, some of us have medication things we have to keep track of. And so... Even if all the medical things were together, all the medication things were together, and all the assessments were together, because it seems to me, and again, each thing is an assessment. So if everything were chronological, then you might have to remember when did we do that. But maybe, like you're saying, if you broke it down into keeping all the assessments together, and that could be chronological, then keeping all the medications together or the, you know, the prescriptions together. And, you know, maybe it's more, you would separate things out that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't, you know, we, we can do a Skype afterwards and look at the closet. But uh, <laughs> I am so curious to see because it definitely should not be that hard. These are just records. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mean to minimize it, but I 
bet you your bottom dollar that you could make it simpler. Oh, I there's no doubt about it. I can make it simpler. That is lack of priority, as you said. And Exactly. It's really just attention because if the document that is the list of everything you need to get is in at Command Central in your to-do box and it's at the top because it's important because that's a priority to get that done or on your to-do list, you know, Asher's camp papers are towards the top, then you just need to take that time and get that thing done. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned Command Central and I, you know, I'm looking at a desk right now that has a hell of a lot of post-its scattered throughout all of which are priorities. Could you walk us through what Command Central is? Because it is something that I know would be really beneficial again, because I know that many parents like me are having to track appointments. And there's just a lot on our plate that we're juggling beyond kind of uh, what might be typically expected. So Mm -hmm. talk to us about Command Central. So I really think the two most important aspects are the to-do list and the to-do box, even though you can't not have your calendar. But it's that the stuff that needs to get done just needs to all be in one place so that when you're sitting at your desk, if you have five minutes or an hour, you quickly know what to look at and that you've already spent some time planning about what's the most important thing that needs to get done. So Command Central is made up of a to-do list. It could be digital or written, a to-do box, and your computer. So on your computer, I mean, some people still do keep a paper calendar, but obviously, you know, digital is um, makes everything easier. And mm-hmm. it also, I think, has complicated a lot of things. But you know, when the phone can have the list on it and your computer can have the list on it and the phone can have the calendar on it and your computer can have the calendar on it, it does become seamless. And even with the calendar, you can add if your spouse or partner also needs to come to an appointment, right? You can invite them. You know, it just streamlines things. So your calendar, and then there are your emails and your texts. So everything is, if it's all in files, so you talk about the closet, it depends, you know, the proximity of whatever papers or items you need to do the work you need to do or to help take care of your child should be nearby this command central. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with staying connected also to the to-do list and to whatever is in the to-do box. So if the to-do box is not merely an inbox, it's stuff you've already assessed and put in there, keeping the most important things at the top. So if there's a health insurance form or a camp to-do list or whatever it is that needs to get done should be towards the top. So with your post-its, They're all important. They're all things that need to get done. If they were, you have to cycle through them every day, looking at all of them. If they were on one list and you were spending some planning time, checking in in the morning and the evening, if not during the day as well, you would be 
always looking at the top of that list because you would have already spent some time planning what are the most important things. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So how do you advocate people stay on top of things and stay organized? Because I love the picture you're painting. And I want that for myself. And I'm sure that listeners want that for themselves. But what does that maintenance look like? We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Well, the maintenance, I think, is the easiest part. It's setting it up. And, you know, it is a re-engineering if you're not used to it. So it's setting it up and then disciplining yourself to do it. But it becomes so second nature once it's there that it's not your problem. Getting stuff done is and and making the choices what needs to get done first is what you're dealing with. That's Mm -hmm. your challenge or what you're doing, actually doing. The maintenance of it becomes invisible. That's why I call them stupid simple systems because To me, it seems so obvious because it's just, I guess, even the way I develop or speak about 
how to do things is just makes so much sense to me because it's the simplest, most minimal way to have information flow, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a list with the priorities at the top. So literally, I look at the, sometimes the priorities, it all depends on the amounts of stuff people need to get done. But sometimes you can categorize them. Like there are calls I need to make, things I need to purchase, and stuff I need to get done at home, right? So the calls If you look at that part of your list, oh, I can knock these three off before my day even gets started. Just take care of those easy things, get them off the list, and then get into, you know, (laughs) now I need to do Asher's cam form. Yeah. (laughs) Diving into the closet. Yeah. And Uh yeah. I'm sure intuitively, or you've set up systems even to write books. So you know all of this. It's just you're not applying it to, maybe you're not completely applying it to the planning. Well, you're such a planner, though. I. It's funny to me when you say that you're overwhelmed. <laughs> well, I know you're overwhelmed because you have so much to do and to deal with, but you are an organized person. No, I am. I, I'm at my happiest when I'm organized, but I, I don't, I feel quite chaotic at the moment and and I, I do think it is more of a natural state of, of parents like me, because again, of that, that need to just be constantly responding and reacting to things. And that, you know, you talked about that in the beginning of being in a reactive mode all the time. So I think that's what I think is so powerful about this work and why I wanted to share it with listeners is because if making these kinds of changes can help us feel more grounded and not have to be so reactive, that would really make a difference for not just our sanity, but our our kids. And yeah, it brings a great sense of relief. And when your energy is calmer, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a different tenor in the household, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes, especially these kids are so tuned in with us. Exactly. And if your mind is constantly running and not present with all the things that you need to do and get done, then that's not effective. So the way to manage that is to put it all down. Like with the to-do list, I say, just write it to every, and in that case, sometimes post-its are helpful. Just as quickly, if you have something you have to write down, just write it on a post-it, something that you want to, you know, don't want to forget. But then those post-its need to make their way to the master list. Yeah, yeah. And be prioritized, you know. But you don't want to just be constantly thinking of everything that you need to get done when you're with your child. Right. You want to be present. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have, I'm just curious, a favorite app or apps that you recommend? I mean, because I do everything on paper, but I kind of love the idea of having this master to-do list on my computer and my phone. So it's actually something I'd love to design, but... Do it, do it. (laughs) Yes, the Clarity (laughs) app. I simply use the notes on the phone and on the computer because I can see it in both places. Mm. And the notes allows you to have different lists. So I have like a life list and a work list so that if I just differentiate between those two things, the stuff I need to do for work and the stuff I just need to do logistics of life. Mm -hmm. And I literally keep it 
visible on my desktop, as do I the reminders. But I don't use reminders like put this in every week. I use it as, so for doctor's appointments, even structuring if you need to go somewhere every six months. So put a reminder that you need to go in six months. And then once you go to the doctor, manually put that to the next six months as opposed to, because I don't like when reminders are constantly coming at you. Mm -hmm. It's more like the to-do list. It's more of a manual decision you're making. You're, you know, when people say, I like to write it down, I even like to use the digital the same way where you're more manually interacting with it, you know, just because everything you start to wake up a little bit more and become more intentional. Mm -hmm. And when you are, and you've given the presence, it's kind of like being present in your planning, then you can let go of it. And then you can be present with your kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, half of it is just getting it out of your head. And so it's not swirling around in there, taking up space. Exactly. I guess we'll have to just put up with with some notes function or some such thing until you get your app created. So we'll just be... (laughs) A lot of the software now I find much more complicated than it needs to be. And Mm. you're filling out all these different, you know, um, it's just two dimensional. I think it should be simpler. Yeah. I, I think people don't have time to... I think watching TV now is so complicated, right? Like (laughs) finding the show you want to see. Yes. It's crazy. So I tend to bring everything down to its simplest form. Mm -hmm. And its simplest form seems to be the easiest way to interact with it. It's true. Our lives are so complicated. We have so many options. Passwords alone. That's oh my this gosh. whole thing in the newspaper, you know, Yeah, with what's going on. And they're talking about change your password every week. People can't change their password every week. They don't even know what their passwords are. Like, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. And there are apps for that. You know, it's, it's gotten a little bit crazy. So I yeah. try to keep things simple. Yeah. And for these children, it seems like that's a really important thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, as you said, you know, it impacts our energy, which impacts their energy. I also think it's good modeling for our kids too to see, you know, because they are often so much going on or their minds are moving really fast and the or they're interacting with the world in a more intense way. So helping them even see how they can create more clarity or calmness in their own life through what we model, I think is really cool too. I completely agree. And I always tell parents, you know, you want your children to learn how to do this. So it's not just going to happen. You need to learn how to do it so that you'll be modeling it for them, yeah. you know, because it, there is so much going on. It, it, it Back to your point, about differently wired kids, it makes things a lot more grounded so that there's room for whatever is going on in their head or is going on for them. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you a question about differently wired parents, because a lot of our community, the parents are differently wired as well. And so they could have challenges with organization or, you know, because of the way that they move through the world. And it might feel really overwhelming to know how to do this. Like, 
I don't know if you have suggestions for us, even at one like simple tweak, they could try out to make a, an impact. Yeah, that's a great point. Because a lot of my clients are differently wired, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we didn't label it as much when we were growing up, right? So people realize as they get older, oh, I am this way, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot There's a lot they can do, actually. And I think the first step is really making the choice, a conscious choice, just like anything else, that if their intention is to get clearer, that they're going to need to make some decisions about how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think the exercise literally of one single to-do list, not 50 pieces of paper, all over the place. It just the discipline of writing down everything that one thinks they need to get done, and then putting it in an order is a really good exercise. You know, sometimes it depends on the person, maybe just literally cleaning up a room or the kitchen or a cabinet or one pile going through it. You know, it's it's just the intention of I'm going to do this. And I suppose the attention to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's a commitment that you need to make. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that of just choosing one thing too. you know, I know, for me, when I'm feeling especially chaotic, one of the things I do is it's almost therapeutic or, or a form of meditation. I go into my closet and I refold my clothes. Because having everything neatly on the shelf just feels so good to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like doing the laundry for the same reason. It's just like productive, therapeutic, and then it looks good. And then it looks good, yeah. And everything is kind of like that. So if there's an attention issue with it, I definitely think it could be very, very helpful for many people to get clearer. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, listen, I would, I know that listeners are going to be curious to learn more about you. So I know that you've written for Mind Body Green and I can leave, um, a link, links to stuff you've written on the website. But how else can people learn more about you? I have a website, claritybylisaviscardi.com and I'm on Instagram at claritybylv. Okay, I will leave links to to all of that contact info on the show notes. So listeners, you can check out. I do follow Lisa on Instagram. And I really and well, you know, I love your aesthetic. So I'm all over your content. <laughs> but <laughs> thank um, you. I just want to thank you so much for this conversation. I knew this was going to be interesting. Selfishly, I knew that I was going to get something out of it. (laughs) So I have my I have some new to do's on my to do list. But I (laughs) want to thank you for walking us through your process. And just sharing these tips for us. Yeah, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, including the resources we discussed and links to Lisa's website and Instagram page, visit tiltparenting.com slash session 65. Did you know that some of our production costs for the podcast are being offset by generous donations from listeners like you? 
We're now able to outsource our final post-production cost, which is fantastic and greatly appreciated as producing a weekly podcast is more than a little time consuming. My goal is to eventually have all the post-production tasks outsourced. Hey, a girl can dream, right? If you like what we're doing here at the podcast and you'd like to help us reach our goal, please consider helping us cover some of the production costs. It's fast, easy, and pain-free, and for as little as $2 a month, you can make a positive impact here. To support us, visit patreon.com slash tiltparenting. And lastly, if you like what you heard on today's episode and you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or leaving us a rating or a review. Both things help our podcast get more visibility. Thanks again for listening. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.